so we're live perfect good morning good afternoon this is the this isn't for everyone podcast uh with aj one of the co-founders of spieler the social collaborative network looking to help people from diverse backgrounds jumpstart their careers and work in the careers of their their dreams today we're joined with a an amazing gentleman um kweku um the man that needs no introductions <laughs> don't know about that. <laughs> so we're going to start this episode off with a few icebreakers that i've come up with the first question really quick short answers please mm. the first concert you ever went to first concert um wow um, ooh, that's a good one you know it might have been wireless it might have been wireless when um Jay-Z was headlining. Oh, yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of that's some hard hitters. There was Wale, J. Cole, a lot of yeah. Jay Z's a terrible performer, but great rapper. No, he was sick that day. Really? Yeah, he was sick. He's a bit stiffy on the old man. But oh, no. <laughs> Next question. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Favourite genre of music? Hip hop. If you were to create a slogan for your life, what would that slogan be? Keep going. Worst job you ever had? Uh, I used to do like door-to-door canvassing for um, trying to sell windows. <laughs> windows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did it for like two years. <laughs> so if some of your pop is coming, mm. who would the three people you want on your team? Could be anybody. Oh, man. Uh, I should have prepped this. <laughs> three people I want on my team. Living um, or dead? Preferably living. Because living or dead? The dead won't help you. Uh, I'll get you pretty oh, well. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you want me you know, <laughs> the amount of calories that are going to be required <laughs> to keep you alive cannibalism right? will be quick no but you can feed a few hundred no, people I reckon in three days <laughs> I haven't eaten well um, to you alright cool um, uh, someone that's really good at creating weapons so I don't know some type of you know the scientist from um, Rick and Morty yeah, <laughs> I'll get I'll get. So me and the scientist as well. I'm a great um, company. <laughs> uh, him, I'll get. Uh... Boy, that's a hard question, man. Yeah, what we do is ask the tough questions here on, on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I guess someone really smart, Einstein. I don't know, something go. like that. Perfect. Yeah, boom. So we got myself, a scientist, and Einstein, uh, the three of the greats. <laughs> So the reason why we go on this podcast is you have a really unique background and story. So tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. Um, so yeah, I I guess in this capacity, I'm here as a program manager for the Founders Door Pre Accelerator. Um, so this is a Pre Accelerator program that was designed particularly to support um, young diverse talent um, in London who want to start up small businesses and kind of give the structure and the framework and the knowledge and understanding and the network that can allow them to bring their, um, their ambitions into fruition. So um, the Founders Door programme kicked off uh, six weeks ago. So I'm you're picks. a member of that. Yeah. <laughs> so the first cohort. Um, and then we're going to be running it again in October, Feb next year, and then also May next year, I believe. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I've kind of worked in the social mobility space for... Um, best part of like three, three, four years um, from South London. Uh, what else? You're yeah. missing the important thing here um, education, university. Oh, okay. So I studied, <laughs> cool. So I studied economics um, at Cambridge. Graduated. Let's, let's pause on that, guys. Cambridge. <laughs> this guy. <Wow. laughs> okay. Um, graduated in 2014. 
um, after that year I kind of knew that I wanted to do something mm. that would have a positive social impact so I spent um, some time in the cabinet office doing policy work before going to Kenya for three months to work on an entrepreneurship program so actually funny enough um, which was supporting young people from the uh, communities in Kenya to start their own small businesses after that I joined a social mobility charity called Upreach for three years and then now I'm at YSYS sure. Um, but outside of that, I have my own kind of entrepreneurial endeavours that I have. So I'm co-founder of a business called Dapper Chocolates. It's a family-run business who produce organic, uh, dairy-free bean-to-bar chocolates. Um, sourced from Ghana, but made in London. And then um, I'm also part of a podcast called Over the Bridge. Um, award-winning, apparently. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> so a busy guy. A yeah, busy guy. pretty much. How do you find the time to do, to do all of this? Um... The good thing is that most of the things that I work on, I'm part of the team. Sure. So with Dapper Chocolates, for instance, mm-hmm. is me and my brother. My sister kind of chips in here and there. Um, Bit of shade. <laughs> to, yeah, anyway, she knows. <laughs> but then on the, the podcast, for instance, is me and three other guys. Uh, YSYS obviously have team Deborah, Taz, um, and the whole community that chip in and help out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always people that I can when things are low on my end they can kind of take the the bat and run with it and similarly the other way around sure. so um, just being disciplined with time and then yeah asking for help if you need it so you lived what is most parents dream of having a child go to Oxford or Cambridge mm. tell me tell me how that was how did you find that experience oh, man, we need a whole hour for that um, <laughs> it was it was a I'll say it was a challenging um, experience there's pros and cons naturally, the, the educational side of it. Of course, the, the good thing about somewhere like Cambridge or Oxford is that you work in very small groups. So it'll be you, maybe two or, two or three max other people with a professor who's quite renowned in their field, um, giving you that kind of detailed personal um, support with your studies, which is something that you don't really get in other universities. No, I had one lecturer to 400 students in my first year of business okay so okay so for, for, for lectures themselves okay. yeah it's like i think there's 120 in my in my in my cohort. there's still a big difference it's still yeah you but still then as far as like we have these things called supervisions which sure. i guess like seminars and yeah those are where it's like really into we had like 13 in a seminar okay so yeah that's that's where the big difference kicks in um so the educational side was cool um but it's also very challenging because of the you know we have eight week terms as opposed to most unis was like 10 to 12 weeks mm-hmm. right so imagine doing the kind of work that you need to do in 12 weeks within the space of eight weeks a lot of cramming exactly very intense a lot of coffee um all night mate, in the people did stronger stuff than coffee like, <laughs> that, but, wow we'll talk about yeah. that <laughs> not so, me early morning. <laughs> but yeah it was it was that that bit was very challenging and then in some aspects the social side of things with it being a predominantly white middle to upper class institution um, not feeling like I fit in is very a strong case of imposter syndrome definitely um, and something that was echoed by a lot of my other friends from different backgrounds that ended up going to Cambridge and other people that I spoke to that went to Oxford and even like you know other universities like Warwick and LSE there's this feeling of um, sometimes not really belonging based on the demographic of other people that are there but even in some respects how you're treated and how you're seen by other people um there's loads of little microaggressions little situations that i faced that made 
that reinforced that feeling. Um, so yeah, that, that side was challenging as well. Um, but overall, like we said on our podcast that we have, whether or not we would have chosen to do it again with, with foresight. And um, the answer is probably yes. I would have liked to have studied where, with the mindset I have now as sure. opposed to the mindset of an 18-year-old me. Um, but yeah. So on the topic of not fitting in imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. um, I feel that constantly at work, we're at these companies where the majority of the demographic you work with aren't of a background similar to yours. Um, you feel as if you don't fit into the culture. Um, how do you navigate that? Mm. It's difficult. It's, it's Very difficult. much so. I think um, if I knew the answer to that, I'd have like a best, <laughs> best-selling novel, to be honest. But I think it's different for every person. Some people are more adaptable to situations, are very willing to get stuck in and, um, I guess, try to adapt to whatever the culture of the workplace sure, is. Sure. Um, someone like me, I can do that to an extent. Mm. But I do like having my... I'm, I'm quite introverted, so I like having my time, for instance, like just to focus on my work, not necessarily have to deal with, chit-chat. not to deal with, but like the gossip. extra chit-chat, yeah, gossip, yeah. like all of that. Politics, the, the office, politics. Yeah, the office politics, the, the unnecessary stuff. Um, even things like, you know, once in a while I'll go for like a social, but even socials like, I think what I noticed is that a lot of people working in London, different industries, of course, um, a lot of them would have moved to the city from elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it turns out that a lot of their socialization is with their colleagues. Whereas me being born and raised in London, have you once uh, friends? Exactly. So for when sure. I'm not at work, I want to be with my family. I want to be with my friends. I don't want to spend more time with like my sure. colleagues, for instance. I think that's the issue with companies in particular, is that only speaking from on my behalf, the culture is that when I'm at work, I want to do my job, get my targets. But as soon as that clock hits five, as soon as that clock hits four, mm. I'm going home to do my own thing and hang out with my own people. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult because I found that when you try and do that. You aren't. You're seen to perhaps be the what, black sheep. No, no pun intended. <laughs> of of the company because you don't abide by the rules. You don't go into the socials. Yeah. And what I've been told is, I do make an effort to go because I find that socials is where most of the bonding happens. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of politics and gossiping that goes on, mm-hmm. and the socials where you keep you keep abreast of it. Um, but it's kind of sad that you feel as if you have to perhaps wear a mask at mm. work mm. when you think you spend forty hours of your time at work. More time you spend with your family and your friends, and, and you can't be yourself. Your authentic self, yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that's sad. Very, you think, hundred percent, and it's something that I think affects, um, I think people from immigrant backgrounds or you know second generation, whatever mm. the case is, because we kind of take on things that we were taught from our parents as far as like you have to work, you know, 10 Twice times harder. Well. Whatever, do you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. number. Yeah, so multiple, you number. <laughs> yeah, multiple yeah. times harder. Every parent has, has a different number. Then <laughs> our, um, our, like, white counterparts. Um, we put undue pressures on ourselves as far as, like, police and how we are. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, as a black man, I found that uh, I tend to... Um, and this is not just in the workplace, but police my body as far as, like, not coming across as threatening to, oh, sure. to, to white people to white women in particular so I get haircut every single two weeks man. so you don't look a wild yeah, yeah. <laughs> I trim my stuff on a regular basis clean shaven mm. and I, to be honest with you I, I know it's a difference when I used to work at Capita and I had to wear a suit to work mm. you know people kind of treat you differently to some degree yeah. but I still remember one time going to Harrods on my lunch break a little quick flex and I was going, <laughs> going to do a bit of shopping 
and the security guard still followed me around. Yeah. And I just thought, sir, I'm in, I'm in a suit. I'm in a TM Lewin suit. I spent, you know, 250 on it. Nothing too extraordinary. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not in the mood to steal today. Yeah, I don't steal suit. anyway. I was not since I was a child, but I'm not in the mood to steal today. In, in a suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel as if I could have worn a suit, a track suit, anything and there's still those connotations that come with just being a black man trying to trying, trying to navigate 100 um, so what we're trying to do and it's just a long uphill battle is based on the idea of having to work three hours of your life at, at work we're trying to put people in companies whereby which they don't have to wear that work mask mm. so i've sold psychometric assessments before in the past based on people's aptitudes and personal personality sorry and what i found is there's a big discrepancy between work mask and personal mask and hopefully we can try and put people in positions where by which that discrepancy is minimalized as much as possible we can just be yourself at work mm. um, but it's again it's, it's difficult uh, it's, it's difficult if i had somebody just this week a member of staff laugh at me uh, for not knowing what Yorkshire pudding was. Now, really? <laughs> now, now. I can't lie, though. That's kind, of, that's kind of basic, bro. I don't know. I don't know. But at the same time, does he know what jollof rice is? No. Does he know what goosey is? Does he know about bonus? I don't know. He knows a lot, a lot of stuff. True that. True and that. I don't think that food even bangs like that. Too low key. Like, Yorkshire pudding. No. Zai. Exactly. It's not, it's, it's not good. No. So I think for us, it's, it's an uphill battle. I'm not quite sure where the next steps are. We're taking every day as it comes. Mm. We're trying to, to help people, help our community. And right now, that's what you're doing. So the even reason why we're talking right now is because one day, um, here's a confession time, guys. Um, I had a moment where I showed that cowardice, in my opinion, where I didn't quite do what I wanted to do at a moment in time. And it really, really dawned upon me. So I made an effort over the next week or months to do things that put me out, in my, out of my comfort zone. One of them was to attend the Founders Door weekend. Mm-hmm. That's why I signed up. That's when I turned up. I had no idea all this stuff would happen from, since I've been happy, I'm happy as a pig and shit right now. Um, me stepping out of my comfort zone to here, to me being six weeks down the line, eight weeks in fact, on a pre-accelerator, having finished it, having pivoted in our business, having learned so much, all thanks to the work yourselves and YS, YS are doing. So on behalf of myself and my cohorts, thank you. Oh, it's, wow. been, it's been a fun journey, man. No. Proper, proper, enjoyed it, man. You and the rest of the other no, teams, and mostly me. Just, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you turn up every day on time to kind of check in the rest of the crew on time, guys. <laughs> so no, it's been it's been a pleasure, man. And hopefully, we can continue to like be a part of your journey and your success after the programs ended. What's the next step? It's more cohorts, more young people from diverse backgrounds, chasing their dreams, setting up businesses, doing for themselves. Mm. What is the, the big, hairy, audacious goal if there is one? Oh, okay, so as far as Founders Door goes, yeah, there's going to be at least three more um, rounds. So another one in October, another one in February. Could you tell the people quickly how they can apply? So to apply, you have to apply to attend the Founders Weekend, which AJ sure. was talking about just now. Um, the links haven't gone live yet, depending on when this obviously comes out, but um, I'll make sure that AJ shares it on his I platform. I think you can see the back of my head in one of the pictures. <laughs> Um, so yeah, once that the Eventbrite kind of goes live for that, you can apply via that and then there's a series of um, kind of pitches and different things over that weekend, which if you're successful, you then end up joining the pre-accelerator. Um, so yeah, it's going, that's going to be in October, um, Feb 2020 and then May 2020. Um, and then we'll see kind of how it goes from there. If we get the right um, sponsorship and investment, then we can keep it going. Um, but there's also other programs that are going to run as YSYS outside of the partnership we have with One Tech Talent. Um, and yeah one thing that we want to 
I think the ultimate goal for YSYS and Deborah can probably give you a fuller picture of the vision is to be in a position where we can actually help um, startups raise. Um, we can give them more um, support kind of at a, I guess like at a later stage of their journeys when they're kind of making more progress um, and, and just run more programs essentially and to change the culture of tech startup companies in London to make so them more inclusive. If you have a business idea, just an idea, please, please apply. All you're doing is investing, I wouldn't even say sacrifice, investing is the key word. A weekend, uh, which you'd probably be spent doing nothing, watching Netflix or watching whatever silly TV series. <laughs> investing in that weekend, meet some amazing people. And if you're successful, you go on, a, on an amazing journey that could take you to sky's the limit. Um, hopefully we go, the next step for us is probably raising funding, which I'm hopefully the team will help us with. But honestly guys, I implore you to just take a leap of faith. And, the worst thing you want to do is be 50 or 30 in a corporate job, unless that's your dream, but having regrets and things that you, you wish you would have done. Um, like Biggie said, you know, being broke at 30, give a nigga the chills. Um, and it's just doing what you can do right now while you're young, you're youthful, just to make the most of it. Um, anything you want to do, you can do it. And it's, it's, it's a scary thing that I've come to realization of quite recently is that anything I put my mind to, I really can do. And it's both a blessing and a curse. A curse because anything I'm not doing, it's because I'm not focused enough. But at the same time, anything I am doing is because I have put myself in position to, to do so. So guys, please put yourself in position to do so. You can only help yourself. Um, and once you help yourself, put your friends on, put your family on. And really, we're trying to uplift our community. And that's, that's really the goal. Um, so Quaker, I know we have to leave now. We're about to start a seminar at 10.30. Uh, we're, we're a bit late. Today's topic is financial services and learning how to focus on the cash flow of our business, an important part. So thank you so much for the time. Any any leaving remarks? No, thank you for having me. Um, oh, wow. Look First forward to this coming excited. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just need to, 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 to hear it when it comes out. Where can they get you on the socials? What's, what's, what's the ads? Um, socials. So my Twitter is at Slim Wednesday. Don't ask. I'll probably have to change that, become more professional at some point. But, but um, listen, live, live your life. Um, don't, don't perform. <laughs> Instagram is kweku.dapa, so that's K-W-A-K-U dot D-A-P-A-H. Um, the website for Dapper Chocolates, Dapa, same like my surname basically, dapperchocolates.co.uk. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, you can find me on all of those. Perfect. And also you can find us at We Are Spieler across all social media platforms. Uh, my personal Instagram is smile for aj it's a photography website see some of my work um, i shoot people let me know i want to shoot you and on that note thanks for listening another quick question if you've gone this far on the podcast thank you right now the podcast is called this isn't for everyone we're messing around with the idea of bedroom to boardroom um let me know what your thoughts are i'm keen to hear a response leave a reply in the comments um the winner gets we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway take care thank you